0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh,
1: it's a straight up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and
0: same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858 858. Directing traffic
1: from the base of the ruck, it's Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball with the rugby run on SCNZ. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rugby run. Mark Watson in for Ricardo Ball and alongside of me we have Campbell Burns. Now Campbell is the co-editor of the New Zealand Rugby Almanac, former Manu Samoa player and these days is also in charge of rugby news. So great to have him in studio. If you've got... If you want to ask any questions, you want to be part of the show, we'd love you to be part of the show. Telephone numbers 0800 150 You can text us here on 8833. That's 8833. We're talking all things rugby between now and three. Big emphasis on the Bunnings MPC. That is about to kick off. And again, more changes to the competition. Who's recruited the most? Who's likely to win this? What are the likes of Northland, Manawatu, Southland? How are they going to fare in this year's Bunnings MPC? Campbell, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you? Good afternoon, Watto. I'm
2: not too bad, mate. Uh, I'm just uh, calm before the storm when the NPC kicks off and it's going to be uh, wall-to-wall rugby from next Friday.
1: Yeah, now looking forward to it, I think it's still a, 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 a format of New Zealand rugby, which I think for a long time provides us that extra layer. Uh, disappointing that perhaps New Zealand rugby in the past haven't put as much emphasis on it. Um, but look, it's still alive, it still survives, and again, looking forward to it. Hey, look, just before we do get into that, yesterday you went and watched a semi-final of the Gallagher Shield here in Auckland club competition? Certainly did. I went to Williams Park in Mangere, where I saw
2: my old varsity club just get narrowly beaten by Manukau Rovers, who have made their first Gallagher Shield final ever, so that was uh, something. There was a massive crowd there.
1: So was that one playing for or...? Two playing three. It was
2: two playing three. Yep. So that was it was pretty tight, 21-19. Uh, big comeback from the Rovers there. And uh, they'll be facing Ponies in the final next Saturday.
1: Oh, so Brian Williams will be absolutely thrilled. that yeah, will be through to another Gallagher Shield final. Right, before we just maybe run through and have a look at some of these Bunning um, NPC sides, just give everybody a brief overview in terms of how this competition is set up this year. Do we have still a crossover games? Is it a, a Premier League championship or how does it all work? Well, we do have
2: crossover games, but it's no longer a Premiership Championship. So what we've got is uh, we've got two tables, but one prize. Not like uh, previously, uh, or in fact for the last decade, where it's been um, two tables, two prizes. So they have changed it. About six months ago, uh, after much consultation, and Neil Barnes was very vocal about this, about tweaking the format and uh, returning it to, uh, to having everyone going for the one prize. So they've done that. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's quite perfect yet, but it's a step in the right direction. So, what we've got is uh, they've got an odds and evens uh, conferences, so seven in each conference there, and that's based on seedings from last year. So, uh, seven and seven, and the aim is to get in the top four of your conference. So you've got ten games, you play uh, each other team, each other, um, each side in the conference um, once. That's six games, and then you have the four cross crossover games. Um, so it's not like a, a second tier. First tier setup as it was last year. So, uh, for, for instance, in the odds, we've got Waikato, Hawkes Bay, Bay of Plenty, Wellington, Otago, Southland, Counties, Manukau. Evens have got Tasman, Canterbury, Auckland. Taranaki, Manawatu, North Harbour, and Northland. So that looks a pretty stacked uh, evens. I was just going there. to say the
1: evens certainly tell sounds a lot tougher than the odds, oh, doesn't it? With well there's, run there's four
2: it. heavyweights right there: Tasman, um, Canterbury, then, Auckland, yeah, it's, Taranaki. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it's tough. It's uh, very tough the way they've done it. And Auckland were only seeded six, which was a bit tough on them because they didn't even uh, play more than two games last year. They were withdrew as uh, along with North Harbour. and They and were and finalists County.
1: the year before, weren't they? And then the one at the year before that.
2: That's right. So uh, yeah, twenty eighteen yeah. is uh, Auckland's last title, and uh, they made a final since then um, in twenty twenty against Tasman I think so. They've, they've been pretty consistent the last few years. So that's that's quite tough for them. So uh, essentially, what they what you do is you have a quarter final setup. So you've got to make the top four of your conference, uh, and then you play the quarter finals within your conference. So one plays four, two plays three,
1: uh, in both setups, and then you cross over for the semifinals. So this is the reason I should have stayed in school and studied <laughs> maths longer, Campbell. I knew at some point in my life I would need maths. I'm well, you're already you're lost. No, I'm not lost. You certainly but, need but maths. But it, it still would be nice, and I think most people would agree. We'd just like to see, and you can argue the length of the season and whatever, but it would just be nice to have 14 teams So you play each other once in a top four.
2: Well, that last happened in 2010. So, um, look, that was really good, but it's a tough window. You've got to probably start in July, finish in November, and you don't want any storm weeks. So... 13 rounds plus uh, the playoffs would be great. There's 15 weeks there, You
1: use that term there, Storm Week, just just for people out there maybe not familiar with it. What
2: is a Storm Week? Storm Week is where your team plays essentially uh, three games in a a week or eight or nine days. So you're possibly playing Friday, Wednesday, Sunday. So each team this season has got one of those. Um, That's sort of along the lines of what it's been previously. That's pretty tough on some of these coaches who... uh, don't have as large a squads mm. as Super Rugby. Yeah.
1: OK, so what are the size of the squads?
2: Well, I think it varies. It depends on how many players you can contract. But I think um, a few unions I've spoken to are contracting a few more players than they've done previously. That's to cope with any COVID eventualities. So it's going to be tough. If, uh, if you've got a few players flatting in the same house who go down as household contacts, it's going to eat into your squad. So all these variables are, are going to impact on mm. coaches and, and how they how and, they prepare. And is there a salary cap? There is, uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is at the moment, I think it might be just o- over a million dollars, but that's got to cover everyone, so if you've got 35 contracted, uh, that's not a hell of a lot uh, for each player, um, if it was doled out evenly, which is it's not. Then you've got All Blacks coming back who may take up a bit more uh, if they play on a pro rata basis, so uh, it has come down from two million dollars for each team back in 2006, which was way too much, uh, and so now it has been coming down and that's probably the way it should go. Mm.
1: And what about the unions? Can they afford it?
2: Well, <laughs> well there are probably some uh, who are better at um, at uh, keeping the books uh, in the black than others, mm. uh, but oh, oh, it certainly oh, does. Oh, oh, I say stuff. that
1: because I remember doing a function for Auckland Rugby um, some years back and I was talking to a member of the staff in there uh, on the finance side and they said, look, we've got Canterbury, if we win tonight, we'll play Canterbury at home for the semi-final. Uh, If we don't win, then we'll go away. And he said the benefits are that if we got them at Eden Park, there's a good chance we can beat them because it's Eden Park. However, it will cost the union 100k because to open up Eden Park, we're just simply not going to get the people through the turnstiles. And it was a big sort of conundrum for them. And you just think, boy, this can't be good, can it? This cannot be good. Potentially could play Canterbury at home, but it's still going to cost the union money to have it at Eden Park.
2: Well, the whole model is crazy. You think back in the '80s when Auckland was drawing thirty thousand uh, during the heyday of their Shield era, they weren't having to pay the players; they were making money hand over fist. Now they get a crowd of five thousand if they're lucky, and they've got to pay the players. So it just doesn't—it mm. just doesn't make any sense from a commercial point of view. I, I would hate to be the um, chief financial officers
1: at most of these unions. Mm, okay, right. Let's. Um where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? You've talked about the 14 teams here. You're across these teams. Recruitment is a big part of it. Um, before we maybe break it down, do you sort of sense that most of these MPC sides are recruiting from within their region? Uh, yes and
2: no. I mean, it depends how much uh, money they've got to chuck around, but some are getting players back from, back from Japan, from the USA, uh, two very popular off-season destinations. So we're finding that on, uh, increasingly now, uh, particularly um, as the and you can do so. The Japanese season finishes in June. uh, The MLR finishes in July. So you can get these guys coming back. Some guys just want to come home and finish their career back at their home patch, like Josh Bekuis with Southland, coming back after seven or eight years away. So that's great to see. Uh, Liam Messam still going with with Waikato. Um, So you see a lot of these guys just want to come home, and home is where the heart is, but they've done their time overseas. Then it's a matter of how you bring the youngsters up whether you want to fill some gaps by picking guys from other regions, other unions, um, and there's guys always looking for opportunity elsewhere.
1: So, mm, OK, I'll, I'll, I'm going to start with some of the teams, I guess, who I think, certainly from a perception point of view, you always think every year might just struggle a little bit. So let's, say, have a look at Southland, two, and I'll probably throw Northland in the mix there. Why is it that Southland struggles
2: so much? Well, yeah, it's a hard run because they were... NPC semi finalists and shield holders only 12 years ago, right? So they've had a situation where they've. But that
1: put them into a bit of a financial situation in the years following, didn't it? Could well have
2: done, yeah, could well have done. So they've. uh, Southland, I think, in the last two or three years have been tougher to beat, but they don't score enough points. Uh, They probably don't have enough firepower and carrier areas, and that's probably down to the fact they can't bring in, uh, they don't have an endless pit of money to bring in guys. Um, They have actually recruited quite well this year, I I think, but that doesn't mean the wins will come any easier. So, you know, I mean, if they come out with two or three wins, uh, they're in a tough odds conference there. That might be their lot for the season. So tough for the Stags, but they are going for more homegrown talent. They've got guys coming back who are Southlanders. That's probably a good thing to connect with the fans. Um, But, again, that's not going to translate into victories for them, I don't think. Because you can
1: look at Auckland and you know the 1A competition here and you can sort of draw from that. Is a, is a big, um, It's a big pool of talent that then comes through to club level. In Southland, what's the club scene like down there and how much depth is there across their secondary schools? I mean, yeah, do they do they have a large group of young players and talent pool they can draw from or are they having to rely more going outside of the actual union?
2: Well, they probably ha- are because they've had to rely on more lone players uh, in recent times or guys they pick out of other club rugby. Um, Southland Boys High... It's the main school down there. Uh, a lot of talent comes out of there. That's a good first 15, but that's really the only one. So they play, they play in the Otago competition. And then uh, further to that, the club competition, I'm, I'm I'm not privy to that, but Dale McLeod says that the top few teams down there are actually pretty good. Uh, but again, it's, pro, it's obviously not at the level of, say, a Wellington or an Auckland yeah. or a Waikato, right? So they, they do have to look further afield, but they don't have a, yeah. an endless... Uh, you know, uh, endless money to chuck around in that situation.
1: Okay, so you've talked about Josh Becuis. What else can you tell us about Southland?
2: Yes, yeah, so they've got some good gains. So Scott Gregory has transferred from Northland to Southland. He'll play uh, probably twelve or thirteen for them. I think probably twelve to get his hands on the on the ball a bit more. That's a good get. I think that's probably linked to the fact that he uh, he's now based with the Highlanders, so he wanted to be closer to home, as it were, the whole season. They've got a young uh, winger called Michael Manson who's come from Otago. He is rapid. He has got real wheels out of Otago Boys High, New Zealand schools a couple of years ago. Robbie Robinson, there's a name we haven't heard yeah, in a while. Yeah, great
1: player, Robbie Robinson. He's come
2: back and he could play 10, 12 or 15 for yeah. you. Um, but you know, he, he was there kicking goals when they won the Shield 13 years ago. So th- this, is a great, th- this is a great example of, of uh, guys coming home to roost, as it were. Um, the other one is Morgan Mitchell, tight-head prop, who's been excelling in Japan. Um, he's a very good scrummager. He's coming back, so he will certainly um, bolster that set piece for, for Southland there. The big unknown is how much they will see of Ethan De DeGroote uh, caught up to the All Blacks. They were probably hoping to see a bit more, but now he's been promoted, uh, as he should have been in July. So uh, whether they see a lot of him, uh, we're not too sure. But they, do have, they have lost a couple of key men. Uh, Josh Morby, who was probably one of the finds of the Hurricane Super Rugby season, he's gone to Northland. Uh, there's a couple of guys who have gone back up to Northland. Um, they couldn't get Marty McKenzie to commit to another season. He's just played club rugby, so that's a shame. They've had a couple of injuries. Greg Pleasant's take the hooker, broke his leg uh, playing club rugby only a few weeks ago, um, so that's a blow. But they do have a good, solid core of, um, of Southland players who've been around for three or four years, and Coach Dale McLeod thinks that they can actually... Um, You know, make some waves in this MPC.
1: Yeah, when they're recruiting and across all of these teams, is the emphasis first and foremost on that type five? Is it about recruitment in the front row?
2: Well, it depends where you're weak. Uh, You may may have good depth from the year before. And if they're all re-signed again, that's great. But obviously you want to have some depth in the front row because injuries, COVID, all sorts can happen. So you want to be three deep in most positions. Um, And
1: do we have that much depth?
2: Well, uh, there are certainly some sides that don't. Um, so whereas the Hawkes bays the Waikados the aucklands do have do go three deep a lot of these sides uh if there's an injury you're in trouble, but a lot of it is about who's playing well from sixteen to twenty two uh, and then you know who you can draw on from twenty four to thirty one in your in your mm-hmm. roster
1: okay so look i will just put you on the spot here um breakout player out of the southland stags you talked about the young winger
2: yeah look uh Michael Manson I think um. You know, they, they actually do need to score more tries. And if they can get the ball in his hands with space, um, watch out because he is capable of scoring a lot of tries. He is very, very fast. Um, so it's that, a key thing for them. They need to be scoring three or four tries a game to win games. They were only, doing, only scoring one or two in the last couple of years. So harder to beat, but they need to score more tries.
1: Mm, okay. And who have they got first up? Southland.
2: They are at Tasman uh, in Blenheim, so uh, first up next Sunday, so big test for them. But,
1: but not a bad thing first up, arguably t- taking on the perennial pre-season favourites, getting them first up. I mean, if you're going to cause the upset, you're probably going to do it in the first couple of weeks, aren't you, or well, both sides are settling in?
2: They have done that in the past, but they're more likely to cause an upset in Invercargill. They'll be tougher to beat there than away from home, I suspect. Uh, I think they nearly beat Canterbury last year. I think we went to extra time. Um, before they lost. So, you know, um, <laughs> it'll be tough for the Stags to come out of the blocks um, fast because I think um, uh, their second game is at home to Auckland. So, uh, yeah, it'll be tough for them to, uh, you know, to roar into the competition.
1: Oh, oh look, I, I sort of did touch there on, say, maybe Northland and also Manawatu, but I think we might just work up the South Island from uh, maybe Southland. So, let, let's. Sorry for throwing things around here for you, big guy, but. Um, you're easily adaptable. You're, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, what position did you play for Manu Samoa? First five.
2: First five. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I could play fullback, but um, yeah, I was probably better closer to the action there. But I didn't have to make that many tackles back in the day when flankers were doing mm. doing more of your tackling than they do now.
1: Did you ever play with Mark Bertwhistle?
2: Oh, I, I certainly did play with Bertie. Yeah, he was um, he was an interesting character. Uh, he was a bit of an
1: enforcer in the middle of the in the middle of the Manu scrum. Oh Bertie? Yeah, on yeah no, no, no. no. He's a good man, though. We'll talk about Mark a little bit later on <laughs> when we get on our uh, Auckland coach, one alama Itamia. Oh, so let's talk about the Otago MPC squad. When you run through this, um, how much change from last year, how much youthful exuberance versus experience?
2: Well, there is that mix. Uh, I don't think they've got a huge um, amount of new signings. Um, Kemara Hawiti Parapara at halfback former Wellington player, is one. Uh, Rupini Tamani, the former Waikato lock, is another. But they've also got three back from injury. Thomas Umunga-Jensen, Saul Lamau, and Josh Timu. Um, So they haven't gone big on the recruitment stakes, but they have got those players back. They have lost a bit of talent like uh, Matt Faddis, Liam Coltman, Dylan Nell, Slade McDowell, um, Michael Manson we've just spoken about, C.O. Tomkinson's gone overseas. So there were a few gaps to fill, but you would think if all these guys stay fit that they've come had coming back, including Jonah Nareki, who we've hardly seen for a year, he's got wheels to burn, um, and if Josh Iwani plays really well, Otago could well threaten those um, quarterfinals in the odds conference because I think between Bay of Plenty, Wellington and Otago, uh, only two of those three sides can make it, and Otago will be very much gunning to to be one of those
1: sides. Joshiwani, is he your starting first five? 100%. Very good footballer. I think for him personally, he'd want some consistency and continuity in where he's been selected. A lot of injury for the Chiefs. But, you know, played at second five, played out wide at times, uh, you know, that one test all black. Uh, when he's when he's on his game, he's he's the man for you. And look, I think
2: he's, he's even the third best number 10 when he's at his peak in New Zealand. And the thing was, his game for the Chiefs against the Hurricanes and Wellington earlier this year was the best uh, New Zealand number 10 performance before the playoffs in Super Rugby. He played that well, but he just couldn't get fit, and um, so Bryn Gatlin was ahead of him much of the time, but he's a guy who is well-equipped to to do the the business.
1: Got himself into a little bit of uh, trouble a couple of years ago in that Dunedin, in that Otago environment, accused of being a bit of a, a party boy. Has he made enough personal change to drop back into the Dunedin limelight, to drop back into that? environment?
2: I'm not sure uh, I haven't heard the inside word from that but uh, you can only judge him on his footy and um, if he stays fit I think uh, that will go a long way to uh, to seeing Otago into the quarters um, and uh, if he can sort of connect with Hawiti uh, Parapara at halfback um, then you know that's going to be important for what Otago do because mm-hmm. i have got a pretty good forward pack there so it's how they can string that together and ha- can he ignite the outsides where Nareki um, v- Vilamoni, Karoi, Sam Gilbert Freedom of a these sort of guys are just waiting to cut loose.
1: How important their captain James Lynch is?
2: Oh, hugely so. He's had his injury issues as well. Mm. Um yeah, he's a key Highlander, but he's always always plays well for the uh, for the blue and golds. Um and uh you yeah, to Tom Donnelly's just said, mate mate, you're the captain, you're a skipper, and uh look he's you know, he's a guy, he's a very good leader, but he's also a very good player, makes his tackles, wins ball on the ground, um and I think yeah, he's a central central figure if he stays fit for Otago.
1: It is 19 minutes after one. Uh, Mark Watson alongside me. Campbell Burns in studio. We are taking your calls on 0800 hundred-150-811. if you do want to talk. The Bunnings MPC, that kicks off next week. 14 teams in all. Uh, two separate divisions. Well, not divisions. Two separate pools. Uh, an odds and an evens. The evens look somewhat stacked. Anyway, if you've got a, a thought on it, We'd love to get your thoughts. You can text us here on double We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Uh, no, this is the Rugby Run. Mark Watson and alongside of me, Campbell Burns, former Manu Samoa representative. That's all we need to mention. That's just, God, I wish I'd played for Manu Samoa. I wish I'd played for anybody. I feel a little inferior, mate. Oh, mate, I tell you, it was a long time ago, though. We are, going to, we are talking the Bunnings MPC gets underway next week. We're just looking through the 14 teams that make up the competition this year. We've already looked at Southland, we've looked at Otago, we're about to very shortly have a look at Canterbury. But Graham's phoned through to the program. G'day, Graham.
3: G'day, Mark. How are you? Good, thank you. Good to, good to hear you back.
1: Yeah, no, nice to be back.
3: Over. And hello, Campbell. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Graham. I never knew you were a Manu Samoa um, representative.
2: <laughs> oh mate, that was Thank back you. in the days of uh, when First Fives didn't have to tackle too much.
3: Oh, oh don't worry, they, were, they weren't bad days actually. <laughs>
2: they were great days. Yeah, no,
3: um, no, I like your writings too, I enjoy your, your columns in yeah, the magazine. Yeah, no, just um, obviously I'm a Canterbury fan. Um, yeah, no, I've, I, I like the look of our squad, I know they you know, underperformed particularly in the last two years, um, particularly in 2020, but... Yeah, I feel a renewed optimism just with um uh the players they got. I think the the coaches they got now, um we've got Matt Todd now who's a you know, one of my favorite players and I think he'll add a lot in the coaching department too, and with Marty Burke who's the um head coach. But yeah, I I yeah, I just feel pretty even though Fletcher Neal's now gone to the all blacks, which is well deserved, but um mm. bit of depth there, especially in the loose forwards. I mean Har- Harmon didn't play much last year and Tom Christie missed a whole lot, so did Cullen Grace for that matter. So, um yeah, that that's you know, and Dominic Gardner's come through well. So yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts. I know you're about to talk about Canterbury, but i am um, just yeah, just thought I'd mention that to you guys, yeah.
2: Yeah, mate. Well look, it's um I have to say it's a pretty good looking roster they've got there. They haven't had too much change, so it's quite settled. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with their loose forwards if they're all fit. I mean, if they start Cullen Grace at eight, uh, Reed Princep's a co captain, so he'll be six and then what do you do? Uh, maybe this is a question for Marty as well. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Billy Harmon, who's a co-captain, and the tackling machine Tom Christie. So, so where do you fit them all in? Does someone have to wear the number twenty jersey? Um, uh, and Graham? then you've
1: got Corey Callow.
2: Corey Callow as Corey well. Callow. So uh, yeah, there's there's going to be some selection headaches unless there's injuries.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and um, so I, actually, that, so the co-captains—that's something I didn't know because I didn't. I've been I've been trying to find out. So Reid Princip and Billy Harmon are the co-captains.
2: That's right. So, um, you know, two very good footballers, but how yeah. they work that Harmon uh, Christie thing, whether they play a two flanker game, but I mean, that's um, that'll be tough because Princeps obviously in, in there. Cullen Grace, uh, great to have him for Canterbury because he should be an All Black, really.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I he's, agree. He, he's he played, he be he played so Black, well. Too. He played so well for the Crusaders oh, there. Oh, look, I think once the All Blacks lose two tests to South Africa, you might see that change coming, Graham. Hey, look, I just want to ask both of you guys because I know, Graham, yep. Canterbury is your thing and. Campbell here, but is, is it good for the competition with one team with so much depth and so many good players potentially sitting on the bench when you look at the struggles of, say, the Northlands, the Manawatu's, the Southlands?
2: Gee, that's a hard one, mate, because there's probably quite a few teams in that in that boat. Hawke's Bay, uh, Waikato, Auckland, Tasman, um, who, who are all going to have good players on the bench? Um, it'd be nice to think there's a very even spread of talent. What I'm saying, Graham, is I think you should just you
1: yeah. know show some love, mate. Show some love, <laughs> Graham.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh, yeah, no, no, I, I don't, I'm not going to show much love today. I'm um, sorry, Mark, but yeah, because uh, we've struggled <laughs> a bit the last two years, so I'm um, I'm feeling I'm, I'm more than happy, you know, having because um, I mean injuries happen, you know, and I I don't even like saying that because. You know, like Tom and Cullen Grace missed last year's, and Billy Harman, I think, only played two games. So, you know, it's rag, not quite rags to riches. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, pe- people are always going to say that about, um, you know, even in Super Rugby, that gets said, doesn't it? That player being been on the bench. And, but, you know, um, no, I'm running with it, and, um, yeah, I'm quite happy, but I can certainly see where people are coming from.
1: OK, yeah. ca- I'll ask Campbell this. Is If you run through this Canterbury team, is there a weakness? Is there one area where perhaps they are slightly short? You've talked about the depth at loose forward.
2: Yeah, well, there seems to be depth everywhere now. You're scratching uh, in, your head in the front row. If Fletcher Newell is away for the whole campaign, that means it's all on Ollie Yager. Uh, I don't know who's the backup tight head, um, Graham. You might be able to help. It could be Tama Edie Williams, but he can play loose head. So they might uh, they might if there's a couple of injuries there. I know one area they're not short on is lock they've got about five guys, and that's including a couple of nZ under twenty players so and that's uh, so luke Romano sam derry Zach gallagher um it's a, it's yep. there's uh, they're going three or four deep now what are they uh as far as out wide um Braden enor who, who will probably play a bit won't he
3: yes well I mean he's only over well, he's over there holding the tackle bags as which i'm talk about that's not something i've ever been a big fan of with these you know forty odd players they take on tours now to um, trips to South Africa but you yeah, no, um, yeah, apparently Ollie Yeager is actually um, out injured at the moment I heard Marty Burke on another channel talk- talking yesterday actually. That's a shame. I don't know I don't think he's out for long but yeah no. so um, yeah I imagine Tomite Williams will start more he didn't play much last year with <laughs> injury um, played very well for the Crusaders especially off the bench so um yeah, I mean he'd be looking to play more of a um, active role in the starting team I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Hooker's hooker's an area I feel is a bit a bit light actually. Um, George Bell's a very good player, the under twenty, but mm. um Shiloh Klein, yeah, I'm not a yeah, he's he's been a bit average at times, there yeah, to be blunt. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that that's probably the area that I'd be Pointing as the, the weakest in the team. Oh, but. Graham, I'm
1: just pleased you've got a weakness, mate. I'm just pleased you've got a weakness, <laughs> Graham. Hey, Graham. Graham, look, I'm going to have to leave it there because we have got to move on and. Talk about Tasman, of course, then we've got to celebrate the might of Auckland and North Harbour and this <laughs> wonderful region. But lovely to have you yep. on the program as always, Graham. Thank you.
3: <laughs> you Cheers, Graham. It is me. 29 yeah. and a
1: half minutes away from two. You are listening to SENZ. We are talking all things to do with the Bunnings MPC. Campbell Burns, my guest in studio. We'll take another break, and then when we come back, we will look at Tasman, Wellington, and starting moving out the North Island. <laughs> Right, welcome back into the programme. This is the Rugby Run. Rugby News and co-editor of the New Zealand Rugby Almanac and former Manu Samoa player Campbell Burns with me live in studio. We are running our eyes over the MPC squads. The MPC kicks off next week. Let's talk the Marcos. Let's talk about Tasman. A lot of people saying they are the pre-tournament favourites. Do do they live up to the billing on paper?
2: I'm not sure about that. Uh, They'll certainly be one of the heavyweights. They're probably one of the six sides that could win but they're in a hellishly difficult evens conference. Uh, They'll make the quarters, for sure, but it's a question of who they then play. Uh, And they have a lot of injuries that could uh, start to tell in uh, come October. So uh, they haven't been that active in the transfer market. They've got Tomasi Alosio uh, from Wellington uh, to cover the outsides, but they've got a lot of injuries in the forwards, um, the likes of Blackadder, Perry, uh, Perry, Parkinson, these sort of guys oh, two and, very good players as well yeah, and now uh, Tyrell Lomax getting caught up to the All Blacks uh, won't help them because he, they, they were probably looking at a full campaign from him uh, but a new coaching staff, so Dan Perrin Gray Cornelius, Hawani McDonald James Marshall's taking a break from his podcast to to help coach there so uh, tough task for Tasman but they'll still have a lot of depth uh, a lot of good young players, NZ under 20s talent guys like Maka Springer on the wing um, Noah Hotham at halfback um, and they've got it, they've still got, they could even with injuries field a loose forward trio of Anton Segner, Hugh Renton and Sione Harvelli. So that, that they will be not underestimated.
1: Anton Segner, um, I, I would have thought, yeah, chance for him really now to step up and really shine. I mean, the last few years it's taking that transition from being Nelson College through to sort of Uh, MPC, Super Rugby, uh, started to make a little bit of a mark at Super Rugby level, but you'd like to think now that he really starts to establish himself and stamp himself all over this competition.
2: Look, he's a very good young pro, played a bit for the Blues this year and went well. Uh, What's his best position and what's his best position in this Marco team? Is it eight uh, or does he take that seven jersey? What do you think? I think he's a seven but Sione Harvilli is also a seven, uh, and I think Hugh Renton can play either eight or six. So it's how they mix those um, uh, that least trio there uh, and then who they've got um, coming in outside of that. But because there's no Ethan Black out of there, uh, yeah, I'd look, I, I think he's a very good seven who can play eight. Versatile, okay. talented.
1: Let's go across the Cook Strait. Let's hit to Wellington. What can we expect from the capital city?
2: Well, Wellington, though... <laughs> hard to know with Wellington because they're uh they're very inconsistent they came 6th in the premiership last year uh but they do have some very good players they haven't been too active in the transfer market Nehi Milner Scudder's back is he anything like the 2015 Nehi Milner Scudder we know I'm not sure but he's come over from men two just come
1: back from the United States playing in that New York team that won the what, yeah. the football competition the rugby competition over there MLR but MLR. Yep.
2: I'm still uh, I'm I'm told that there's still a big gap between NPC and MLR so um, and he's now 32, here, I think. Um, so whether he can add some value, um, it's whether he can stay fit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then they've got yeah, they've got three ex All Blacks uh, who are not going to be caught up probably: Peter Umanga, Jensen, Dominic Bird, Asafa Elmore. That's a good core. There's two in the pack there. Good core of players. They can mix with guys like Keelan Whitman, the number eight, who made such good strides last year. Um, and then they've got these NZ under-20s uh, players like Siali Lowaki who might be caught upon at tighthead. Uh, Peter Lucki, a number eight, did well for the NZ 20s. Um, there's a lot on Xavier Numir's shoulder at loosehead because I think there's a, they've had a couple of injuries at prop and they've lost Alex Fidel to North Harbour. So I think there's going to be, if they can stay fit and actually play some consistent footy, Wellington can still make the quarters, but I don't think they'll go
1: much mm. further than that. OK, let's move up the country, but let's go the other side. Let's move to Hawke's Bay, and then we'll go Bay of Plenty. So give us your thoughts on both those unions, Hawke's Bay and Bay of Plenty. Hawke's Bay, I'm predicting, will win the odds conference. Uh, they uh,
2: they have got depth like you wouldn't believe. They've just come off a 95-22 shield one over Poverty Bay, but that's not why they're going to do well in the NPC. It's because they can go three or four deep. Uh, they're loose forwards, and... Midfield outsides; those stocks are just unbelievable. Uh, I don't know I'm sure Josh Sims will tell us how they're keeping them all under the salary cap, but <laughs> it's it's extraordinary. So this is a side that came first on the Premiership table last year and then lost in the semi. But so so they will they will be highly motivated. They've never won the top tier NPC great shield record. They've won it eleven um, defenses I think now. But They will be highly motivated to, uh, and with their squad they've got every right to think semis, final and to win this whole thing. Ramfilly Shield? Is it a galvanising force or does it suck out energy? Uh, Probably both. Uh, Josh will be able to tell us more on that um, because I think that was the case towards the end of last season. They lost in in the semi-final in Napier when the Shield wasn't up for grabs. I think they're good enough to hold it the whole season uh, right up until Tasman in the last game. So five tough games but if they do that pick off three or four other wins, they could easily top that uh, that odds conference and be be sitting pretty. And then it's it's how banged up you are in, in mid to, to late October.
1: OK, let's go further north. on Wait,
2: Bay of Plenty. Bay of Plenty will make, I think, will make the odds quarterfinals. I'm not sure whether they'll go much further there. New coach, uh, Mike Delaney. Um a very good attacking first five, uh, one test all black. Yeah, one test all black. Yeah. Remember when he got picked, I was delighted that yeah. he got picked and heavily involved with the Chiefs last this season. Well, no, I think he'll bring the same coaching philosophy to how he played. Uh, he's named Kurt Eklund as his captain, probably the best hooker in Super Rugby. Very good player. Don't disagree with that. I don't know how many tries he's going to score off line-out malls, but uh, we shall see. Uh, they've got a couple of good signings. Uh, Jacob Norris from Tasman um, will do the fetching duties. Um, Nigel R. Wong, outside back. Uh, he's played for the Blues, Mo- Moana Pacifica, the Brumbies. I think he's been in Japan. Um, so they've got uh, they've got some good signings there. They have lost a few players. Um, Chase Teatia amongst them, he's gone to Hawke's Bay. Uh, there are a couple of injuries, but watch out for Lucas Cashmore, uh, very good young number 10 who excelled for the NZ20s Related last to month.
1: Adrian Cashmore?
2: Nephew, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, very good player, talented, uh, good goal kicker. At lock, they've got Justin Sangster and Manaki Selby Rickett, so two very good locks there. Uh, Aidan Ross might, might play the odd game for them, so fully fully fit and full strength. Uh, Bay Plenty will be
1: good. It is 18 minutes away from 2 o'clock. If you want to have your say, 0800 You can text us here on double eight double three. This is the Rugby Run. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Uh, no, Mark Watson in for Ricardo Ball, and alongside we've got Campbell Burns. These days, the co-editor of the New Zealand Rugby Almanac and also Rugby News, former Manu Samoa player. We are talking the NPC, the Bunnings NPC, gets underway next week. Stephen, good afternoon, welcome.
4: G'day guys, um, Stephen. I, uh, I'm an Auckland supporter, so uh, while I'm on, I'll uh, tell you that I, uh, I think the Auckland team will win the, win the Bunnings NPC. Um, th- that team is very close to their uh, Blues team, so um, with the experience of Alama and his uh, support, yeah, I think uh, I think Auckland will take it out. But look, one uh, one observation: um, I like listening to rugby-specific um, programs, and I remember uh, 2007, um, we lost the uh, the quarter final against France, 6th of October, and John Morrison was hosting uh, Radio Sport on Sunday morning. Yep and that was, that was the first opportunity to, for anybody to vent their spleen over the All Blacks losing, and he, he really copped it. He copped it for his whole two-hour rugby, or his, his show on Sunday morning. And I I, I really think that uh, SCNZ need to, Sunday morning at the moment, it's a bit of racing, and then there's, there's a repeat of a Murphy speed program, which, which you can hear on a Thursday night, and then there's the excellent trailblazers, but... Really, you've got to get uh, this show on Sunday morning at eight o'clock because next Saturday night or Sunday morning we play South Africa. If we lose that game and you've got a you've got a rugby show on in the morning,
1: you'll get hammered. Yeah. Hey, look, Stephen. Um, d- don't disagree. Appreciate you finding the program. Look, I used to do the Sunday morning show on Radio Sport as well for a long time, and. Um Never had any problem getting talk back when the All Blacks lost. Always a bit harder when the All Blacks won. I'm not sure what it is about the psychology of mankind and why man's defeats are on the front pages of the newspapers and man's victories are put on the back. But, Stephen, lovely to have you on the programme. Uh, Look, you just touched on Auckland there, so we'll we'll cover off Auckland uh, quickly. Is it a side? Is it the Blues on paper?
2: Not quite, uh, but it's a pretty good side, and they'll they'll be a contender. I'm not sure whether they can can win it. Again, it depends how fit they are come, come October. Um, and whether they can get a few of those other... Are you, you saying know,
1: that we s- sack Alama Iremia, who we're going to have on the program at 2.30? I just want to get this on the record.
2: <laughs> I certainly do not. Uh, he's a very good uh, former <laughs> Manusamo, second five, apart from anything else, uh, Alama. But he has done pretty well with the side, really. Uh, but they will... Um, they will be disappointed that they were withdrawn last season. Didn't get a chance to put out what they uh, what they could. Whether they see much of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck and Angus Tauvao, these sort of fringe All Blacks, uh, that might be that might be telling. But they do have depth, uh, so they'll
1: be they'll be certainly a quarter finalist at the very least. Okay, uh, let's move across and touch on Taranaki. Always one of those sides you just don't want to play. You never quite know what you're going to get with Taranaki.
2: Well I think we will uh, this year because Neil Barnes has uh, talked about espousing a, a very much an attack first philosophy uh, very settled squad he's got Peter Gusso a caller back so there's you go forward from the back of the scrum. What happens with Stephen Perifetta? Hasn't played for the All Blacks yet I'd love to see him back with the Knackie if he's not getting a run uh, and so would uh, so would many others. They do have um, a couple of injuries in the pack there but this is the nucleus of the side that was the best team in the country last year even though they are only seated 8th because they won the championship so Taranaki uh, they'll certainly make the quarterfinals of this uh, evens conference and then it's a question of who they meet in the quarter and they could well even go as far as the semis uh, I would suggest that much hey eh? you get that much praise for them oh yeah look uh, very settled uh, very settled roster um, the coach knows what he's doing. And off the back of what they did last year, I mean, four crossover wins, beating four premiership sides. So they won't have any problem meeting the likes of Canterbury and Auckland and Tasman. They'll they'll front up there knowing they can win. OK, L- let's jump across then. Let's do Waikato. Well, Waikato, gee, uh, <laughs> extraordinary last month of last season because with all sorts of things going against them, they won the premiership, only their third ever title. First-year coach, Ross Filippo. I mean, you know, what an effort. Uh, he's got Liam Messam... Back for his hundredth game after his boxing exploits, um, and a very settled roster. His has, has one major signing as Alapati Laua, former Manu Samoa player, can play midfield. He played well this year in Super Rugby, for uh, I think he's come from uh, where is he? He's come from the Bristol Bears. Did he? I thought he did. Yeah. He not
1: play for? Did he not play for Moana Pacifica?
2: No, no, I, I don't believe he did. He's uh, he's from Pat Lamb's uh, Bristol outfit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So he um, he's there major gain if you like, they've only had a couple of losses so if they can stay fit and don't lose a couple of these fringe players like Ollie Norris to the All Blacks, uh, Waikato is a contender in that odds uh, conference, they will be either winners or second in that and then they'll, uh, I think they're good enough to go to the semis or even the final um, because um, I, I quite like what uh, what they've got with their coaching structure too, you've got um, Ross Filippo there and of course Senders zone own Beaver Donald coaching the uh, Coaching skills. Nick White and Anton Leonard Brown is going to coach the
1: backs until he's uh, fit, which might be sometime in October. Okay, let's move further up State Highway One, just over the Bombays. County's Manukau Steelers. Well, Counties have
2: decided to go local, uh, which is um, which is very commendable from from Rion Graham, and uh, but the question is, even though they have got a lot of Super Rugby talent in the pack, uh, do they have outside halfback? The, the you know the talent to score tries and therefore win games, they've got a Tenny Nunai Saturo wing or fullback. He'll be good. He was with the, with the sevens last year, uh, but I'm not convinced they have promoted a lot of local talent, which is which which is great. I'm sensing you're just, thinking
1: wooden spoon here.
2: No, I think uh, I I think they're good enough to finish ahead of Southland, uh, maybe Northland, but I don't think they'll be good enough to make the quarters. But there is a lot of talent in there. Sakupe so Ke- Kepa will be the captain. So their forwards are still to be respected. They'll be working off a good set piece. Uh, it's just a question of what they do outside nine, really.
1: So you mentioned who are their coaching staff?
2: So they've got Rion Graham, uh, who's coached at uh, B's level and 7's level for them and uh, club level. He knows the uh, the scene like the back of his hand. He's got Jimmy Mayo who's come back, Richie Harris, Pulyasi Manu is the scrum coach. Uh, he's been playing club rugby this year, so don't be surprised to see him strap his boots on.
1: Mm, OK, now we still have to cover off too. We also have to cover off um, North Harbour and Northland, and we will certainly try and do that over the next hour or so. But we still have time, so let's talk North Harbour. North Harbour, uh, they've actually been quite active in the in the uh, transfer
2: market. Um, they'll be disappointed. They only had a couple of games last year, of course. Uh, but Dan Hellangau is a very respected coach now. He's got Steve Jackson uh, and Ben Afiaki with him. They've, they've got a couple of very good signings. Jamie Booth, halfback from yep. Manawatu. Because uh, Bryn Hall no longer? Bryn off to Japan. Uh, Danny Drake's come back, the lock. They've signed Mike Curry from Tasman, who played for Moana Pacifica. Alex Fidel, uh, a good tight-head prop from uh, from Wellington. Tavita Lee, Mark Talia, and Denny Salomona are the very good outside uh, back signings. So, so Denny Salomona played home. a few tests for England, didn't he? Certainly did, and yep. played for the Highlanders this year. Yes, he, can he can play he did. centre, um, so they have more of a cutting edge out wide. Mark Talia, probably the fifth-best wing in the country. Uh so, yeah, they, they haven't lost that many. Uh, they have got a couple of injuries, but Bryn Gatlin's the captain. They'll kick their goals. They'll be more than
1: competitive. But in that evens conference, it might be tough to crack that quarters. OK, look, we'll come back. I'll, I'll, we'll do Northland in the next hour because I've got a lot of time for Northland. I do want to talk about them. But let's we, we've got about just under two minutes. Let's go back and talk uh, the Manawatu turbos.
2: Manawatu, so coached by uh, Peter Russell, who was the uh, New Zealand Coach of the Year in 2007. Uh, Peter Russell. So they were second in the championship last year, beaten semi-finalists. A uh, couple of good signings. Slade McDowell, the open side from uh, from Otago. Louis Rogers, second five from Waikato. Um, then they've got Luke Campbell, halfback from Babe Plenty. Uh, Leif Schwenke, a former hooker out of Auckland. Um, so they've got a couple of useful players. It's a question of whether some of those um, injury-prone prone, uh, loose forwards can stay fit. Uh, Braden O'Yosi. Very good footballer, dynamic. Uh, he's the co-captain with Jason Emery, the midfielder. Uh, they've got Brett Cameron who will kick the goals at ten. TK Howden, uh, probably their player to watch. Uh, blindside already played for the Hurricanes. Very good footballer, but again, men or two's in the Evens conference. Uh, they'll be probably
1: looking at 10th place overall. Yeah, I remember when um, uh, Jason Emery and Nani Laumapi both came through Palmerston North Boys. They were part of the New Zealand Secondary School side alongside a TJ off of TJ Pieranara, Afetuangavasi, uh, the likes of Bryn Hall. 2010, yeah it, was a, yeah, it was a good crop. It was a very, very good crop indeed. I think Alex Hodgman might have even been part of that as well. It is five minutes away from two. You are listening to the Rugby Run. Still to come after two o'clock, we'll catch up with Hawke's Bay coach Josh Sims, Canterbury coach Marty Bork. We'll talk to Auckland coach Alama Itemir We'll also put the spotlight and focus a little bit on Northland as well. If you want to have your say, oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one is the number. You can text us here on double eight double three in studio. We have the co-editor of the New Zealand Rugby Almanac uh, of Rugby News, former Manu Samoa player Campbell Burns. Love to have you as part of the program. And we are very much this hour putting the spotlight on the Bunnings MPC. It kicks off next week. If you want to have your say, we'll try and put you to air 0800 You can text us here on double eight double three in studio. We have the co-editor of Rugby News, the New Zealand Rugby Almanac, and former Manu Samoa player Campbell Burns, and we are very blessed to now have on the programme the coach of the Hawks Bay, Josh Sims. Josh, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you?
0: Yeah, good, thank you.
1: Uh, good, Campbell's just been talking your team up. A lot of pressure on you. If you fail, they sack the coach, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. You get into the, you get into these roles expecting that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that's totally expected.
1: <laughs> hey, um, when, you, when you look at uh, the season coming up and you guys are holding the Ranfley Shield, is the Ranfley Shield a distraction or does it galvanise you, as Campbell and I were discussing earlier?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're just, sat in a meeting with the same thing you know we've had probably two years now by where we've had a sort of an away team and a home team and a and guys who you know have to turn around each week and, and if we were looking at if we're being objective last year we ran out of steam in a semi-final um and, and a lot of that was was how much effort we put into trying to retain the, the shield for a, for a whole calendar year
2: when you're speaking of the shield there josh um did you get what you needed out of that um Shield defence yesterday, ninety five twenty two over Poverty Bay. Uh, sounds sounds a huge scoreline, but did you did you come away feeling that you achieved a bit?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, look, the things we the things we set out to do, which is you know didn't want to put too much mental and emotional energy into it. Obviously, with with the you know the start of the competition next week and Waikato and Waikato was a huge physical challenge. Uh, and and by the second term, I think we I think we had won one injury so you know when you're looking at those games it's probably the biggest the biggest thing you're you're concerned about but uh yeah no probably i guess yeah some of the things we some of the things we um we wanted we got but we probably got put under a pressure a few areas we didn't expect to and that's that's probably put a bit of a fire under a few players and coaches as well to make sure we're doing our job right
2: just with Chase Tiertea uh, one of your new signings um i'm not sure where he played yesterday but in the NPC, where do you see him fitting in? We know he can play twelve, fifteen, or, or wing, but uh, I mean, you know, where would you like to see him uh, fit into the Magpies' uh, jigsaw puzzle?
0: Yeah, yeah, we, did, we didn't run Chase yesterday just to, to, to uh, keep a few boys back for obviously round one, but um, yeah, I mean, I like Chase at fifteen. I'm a defensive coach and defensively minded, so Chase gives me a huge, huge voice at fifteen, and, and uh, you know, a lot of really good organisation. So I'd love him at fifteen, but. Um, to be honest, wherever he's needed I know he'll play. He's that sort of person. He'll if we had to play him at, at tight head prop, I'm sure he'd give it a crack.
2: Did you um did you have a previous relationship with Chase at uh, St Pat's Silverstream, was it? Uh, a
0: little bit, yeah, no Chase I, I coached Chase at uh Hud Old Boys Marist Rugby Club when he first came out of school. So um yeah, and no, I've always always known him and, and the skill set he has as an you know as an eighteen year old he's pretty fantastic and Just his energy uh, in any environment is pretty contagious, and uh, you know he's he's a he's a pretty impressive guy. And we've we've been working on it the last five years to get him out of out of uh, Bay of Plenty and and down to us, and we've finally managed to make it a reality.
1: Uh, uh, Josh, you mentioned that you're very much a defensive-minded coach. What type of style of rugby are we expecting from Hawkes Bay? Do you predetermine that, or do you wait for the players that you've got and then build it around sort of the plumbing that you have to deal with? I
0: think that's the nature of the competition now, and nature of rugby. You, you know, we all want to play, uh, you know, the, the, the brand of rugby. But uh, profiling is a huge part of of coaching, you know. So you you can only you can only achieve with the part that you have. Um, and, and so, you know, we've we've got some fantastic attacking weapons in the backs this year, and. Uh, again, you know, we we will change our profile as 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 we you know as we have you know the past sort of three years we've been very much up front and and driven line outside and you you know, you build that around guys like Ash Dixon um, and and now with that Ash and and the additions in the backs that we've had you know you your profile to play a bit more footy so I'd say you're probably a bit, a bit more expensive footy this year than 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 you've probably been used to with the Magpies I'd imagine.
2: Josh when I spoke to you uh, a few weeks ago for rugby news you uh, we were talking about the amazing depth you've got in in several positions where you're going three or four deep uh, and you mentioned to me that you're looking forward to having those selection headaches on a Monday I mean are you really looking forward to those selection <laughs> headaches because that's uh there's going to be some tough calls made
0: Yeah it is it is but we got we've got storm weeks um you know we got our storm week in, in the third week of the competition um and we've got injuries already some some relatively serious ones. Uh and obviously um, you know, other 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 aspects are around um rotation of squad and, and uh keeping guys fit and excited. So yeah, I mean round one's round one's the hardest one and then from there it's a it's a bit of a juggling act, making sure everybody's everybody gets their opportunity and obviously uh feels like a valued member, um, particularly one through and right through for 35, 36,
1: 37, you know. Mm. You, you talked about the Storm Week, three games in the space of arguably six or seven days. Have you, Do you have that sort of um, pre-planned in terms of how you approach that week or are you just going to put your best team out, see how in that first game of that week, see how things sort of progress and then sort of make the changes or is that just something that's already predetermined?
0: Oh, a little bit. I mean, you, you have these plans with your S and C team, uh, and they they look at your loading um, of your weeks and, and the loading of the players, and and then of course you you also look at guys that would be better for particular sides and particular uh, occasions. Um, and and we, you know we not only have the storm week, but I think we also have two short turnarounds before and after. So I think we're five games in 24 days. So. That first, that first sort of twenty-four days is going to be, you know, pretty brutal, um, and we'll sort of be putting our best team out at every opportunity, obviously. But you know, the nature of rugby is it's pretty physical, and guys do need loading and rest and rotation. So I hate those those terms, but that's the nature that's the nature of it in that first you know month for us, and we'll know where we sit pretty quickly.
2: I have to say, Josh. Uh... It's looking a pretty tight competition overall <laughs> are you are you, yeah. you guys are in the odds conference? can you hand on heart pick the uh eight quarter finalists?
0: No no i think I think you're uh you know there'll be some there'll be some obvious obvious teams that'll that will be in that middle ground and and battling around and some you know like previous years one or two teams will clear out and then um look, I think our is pretty honest you know we we want to make the eight. Um, and then, just like everyone else, you got to win three games from there, um, and that's you know that's the nature of it. You win three games in October, you win the competition, and it's it's you know it's something that Hawks Bay's never done. So you know we'd like to change that and and, and win a premiership.
2: Just looking at your halfbacks there, uh, you're going about four deep, and that's uh, not including uh, follow Fakasava, who's with the All Blacks. So. Uh, that still leaves a couple of international halfbacks. Uh, I think Brad Weber might have started yesterday, but how yep. you manage him and uh, Eddie uh, Inari um, is going to be interesting. I mean, I imagine they'll be uh, starting roles for for both of them throughout the season.
0: Yeah, look, they have they have very different attributes, and as does Falau as well. So, hundred percent, and uh, those those two boys are desperate to play, uh, and desperate to start, and desperate to push their case. Um and obviously with through Connor McLeod who's played a lot for us as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, look that's a that's a genuine balancing act. I mean, you know, we we all know the class of all of those players. Um, and you know, you look at you look at uh, the Highlanders, they've got, you know, two all black halfbacks, and they balance them both well as well for as far as starting and finishing and getting different opportunities. So I think we'll be looking at the same thing here.
2: And also Ed Hooker, I mean, you've got Tyrone Thompson's one of your new signings. Uh, you've got Keanu, Kedaru Simes, um, so that'll be a horses for courses. How you how you sort of use and rotate those two as to whether they were number two or number sixteen?
0: Yeah, that's right. And look, you, you know, just like halfback, you, you sometimes need three and four of them. Um, and, and we've got Gene Symington as well, who, who started yesterday. So again, you know, I guess the shield gives us that opportunity to give guys a crack, and, and uh, particularly in these pre-season, well, these you know, pre-Bunnings competition games. Um, And that pushes us, you know, pushes us to get guys into selection uh, headaches, I guess. And, you know, all the boys are in today going over their their footage. And Monday morning is always the most stressful time for any coach getting around the gym and uh, telling guys you're wearing this jersey or you don't have a jersey this week. So once I can get that off my mind, I'll be able to focus on the rest of the week.
1: <laughs> mm. If things perhaps don't get off to the best start, um, as a coach uh, in retaining continuity and not panicking and making sweeping changes, how difficult a balance is that?
0: Oh, look, that, that's that's the balance with any with any coach in any environment. I mean, it's very easy to to panicking, think that you know you can you know pull the, the rabbit out of a hat or do something magic, but the reality is you you spend three or four months planning and preparing and, and, and creating the building blocks for a team and you've got to be confident with those particular elements on whatever side of the ball you are are the things that you go back to um, and you know those those fundamental elements are, are important you can chase any system around in circles and selection wise you can chase it around in circles but ultimately then the balance of things if you stick stick true to your you know your. Uh, your key fundamentals as a coach um, then generally the dice tend to roll your way eventually
2: Josh your 2OC is Brock James uh, Australian uh, former Taranaki number 10, former Clermont I'm sure he's played and coached uh, all over the show, he's come into the group, uh, what's what's he bought and what sort of fresh ideas has he brought to this group
0: Oh yeah he's, he's a fantastic uh, brain, rugby brain particularly attacking wise I mean you don't I think he's third all time in, in the French top fourteen point scoring wise, and and for, I don't know how many seasons he played for Clermont and and then La, La Rochelle, uh, but he's got he's got brilliant ideas, and 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 they're very much a European flavour to to our attack. Um, and, you know, you've obviously seen the, the execution of the Irish in that space, and a little bit of a different a different uh, attacking philosophy than than the All Blacks, and it's it's. Um, given us a really cool fresh edge really to be honest
2: so he's working with a, um, with a guy like uh, Caleb Markini who I believe played 10 yesterday uh, he's he's a good option for 10 in behind Lincoln McClutchy as well but uh, I mean those sort of guys have seen the fruits already of working with Brock
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and not to mention our goal kickers as well which is uh you know, sometimes sometimes you can win and lose games and without Tian Falcon this year our goal kicking are pretty important pretty important to find that number one and two goal kicker as well. So uh yeah, absolutely. And and look those pivots and our attack guys have, you know, really thrive on ideas and, and thinking and you know, that's that's what drives the game forward. It's essentially a pretty simple game, right? But uh being able to be a little bit different in some places often often helps everyone get a little bit more, in, in, I guess, enthused about what's happening.
1: OK, Josh, just before we do, let you go, a message to the fans?
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, we've got fantastic fans in Hawke's Bay, whether it's here in, in the bay at the ground or, or obviously away at our, uh, our way fixtures. So I, I guess with COVID now, um, hopefully out of the way and everyone able to get to the ground, I'd, I'd obviously encourage them to to get to McLean Park or next week FMG and, um, you know, put your black and white on and really really try and get the boys to, to a bit of history. Hopefully this year we're really looking forward to try and do something new for the province. So we really appreciate the support and we're looking forward to round one.
1: Yeah, well, Josh, all the very best against Waikato. Looking forward to following your progress throughout the season.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. There you go,
1: Josh Cheers Sims, the coach of Hawke's Bay, joining us here on the program. Telephone number, if you want to have your say at some point, 0800 You can text us here on double We'll take a break, and then we'll catch up with the Canterbury coach. We are talking the Bunnings MPC. It kicks off next week. Uh, plenty of that to come between now and three. Right, 17 minutes after two. Uh, Mark Watson, Campbell Burns in studio. We are talking the Bunnings MPC, and we're lucky now to have uh, Marty Burke on the programme, the coach of the Canterbury MPC side. Marty, good afternoon. Welcome. Great, how you guys? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Hey, why are you so greedy? Why have you got such depth in the forward pack? Why have you got so many loose forwards to choose from? Why can't you spread the love around the country, Marty?
5: That's a great question. Uh, we do have a world for choice. Uh, but we're just lucky that they uh, they love Canterbury and Christchurch so much.
1: Uh, nothing to do with you, Marty. They don't love you as a coach, perhaps? I'd come and play for you, Marty.
5: <laughs> no, will get there. The long road, the long road.
1: <laughs> hey, uh,
2: Marty, you're, uh, one of your assistants this year is, uh, is Matt Todd, uh, one of the great crusaders and uh, Canterbury players. Uh, he's come back into the coaching ranks. Uh, what, what's going to be his portfolio and what sort of uh, impact has he had on the group so far?
5: Tore is looking after our defence this year and it's, um, it's been awesome having uh, having Toddy back in with us around the group. Tony comes with a, a, a massive reputation through both Canterbury and the Crusaders and, and having someone who's actually uh, walked the talk and can really sell it to the boys is really critical for us in that defensive area um, and making every place to win at the moment. So uh, fingers crossed, long may continue.
2: We'll stick to that uh, loose forwards themed. So how are you going to fit in Cullen Grace, uh, Billy Harmon, Tom Christie, Reed Princep, Dom Gardner and Corey Kello into uh, a Match Day 23?
5: Yeah, well, that's the challenge, isn't it? So that's, we've had a, a massive amount of debating as a coaching group. Um, we, we do have a bit of a wealth of choice here, but as we know within the, uh, the Bunnings NPC, uh, things can change uh, really fast. Uh, a few injuries, he few to get things there. Um, coming back from a bit of an injury at the moment, so we probably won't see him for for the first week or two. Um, and and TC, or Tom Christie and Billy Harmon didn't feature much last year, and they're pretty hungry to get back out on the track. So it's, it's probably more for us around the right type and uh, kind of player that we want to play on the weekend or the thing that needs to play. Um, we know Kelly's... Been on, been on everyone's lips at the moment around how much and how valuable he is to teams so I think um, we just want to get our money's worth out of him before hopefully we get to honour
2: on us So that uh, uh, that situation with Harmon and Christy there I mean with Princep out so you could possibly play a, a two flanker game and play both of them as, as fetchers until Reed gets back?
5: Yeah, we could. We've actually got quite a bit of depth, as I said before. So we've got uh, young Dom Gardner, who's a pretty good 6-8 lock cover for us as well. We've got Mia Mellon, who's come out of the club scene here. We had a really good club season. Um, I think if, if you would have play Billy and, and TC both start, and they both complement each other. They both have, you know, their links are different areas. So it's just really getting the balance right every week. And, and, and I think part of our mantra is we want to be quite a physical team. Um so, that's where we're having someone like you, TC, and your, your Dom Gardeners and your
1: Killing Grace is a really important place. Marty, we're curious by this because a large nucleus here players are uh, Crusaders players. They've come off playing Super Rugby under the tutelage of Scott Robertson and Jason Ryan. They then come into this MPC, they come under you and your coaching staff. Do they find it a challenge adapting to the different coaching styles, or do they find it refreshing?
5: Um, probably historically, I would have said yes, they do find it as judge. but this year um, I feel that the group has matured a lot. Like most of our squad we've had from last year, have been in the group. The, the, the luxury of the NPC competition is it's not super, so as much as you admire the super teams, there's a lot of pressure that's straddled with that. So for us, it's about coming back to Canterbury and enjoying Canterbury, enjoying that it's more of a grassroots community. Uh, um, than it is high performance, although we want to play well and do well. Um, a big part of our mental is getting out in the community and getting our supporters uh, coming along. You know, on, I love the game and its purity, and then try and convey it to the boys around getting bums on seats on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. foot there's no better place to be, and, and we play a part in doing that. So um, the goals have been really good this year. We've been pretty clear with our vision, um, and part of that is around filling the stand. Uh, but also doing well as a group and as a team and getting some
2: success. Marty, uh, keen to talk uh, locking stocks as well. So you've obviously got um, loose Ford's galore there, but in your locks it's interesting because you've got the old warhorse Luke Romano there, and then you've got four <laughs> young guys, uh, uh, and, uh, Sam Derry and Zach Gallagher have played super rugby, and then you've got a couple of very promising NZ20s players and Jamie Hannah and Taylor Cahill in behind there. So how do you sort of marshal those uh, resources? Are just going to be... Who's going to partner Luke every week, or you know, do you see Luke and Sam as sort of your your two starting locks?
5: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, well, we thought about having Luke around the squad, he's, he's almost like your, your veteran. He's been around. He's really, really keen to be a, a big part of the team again this year. But we, we think with Zach Gallagher and Sam Barry and himself and Romano, uh, we've got pretty good stocks so here. You're right with the with the Jamie Hannah and Taylor Carl. Those guys are, are the future. Um, and the the word we'll use around them is that they're apprentices so learning as much as they can off the old dogs and all the seasoned guys around what that next step looks like and when the time is right or if the time is right they'll come through but um, we will usually look a a bit this year but I think they'll split between uh, Sam Derry and Zach Zach Like he's he's an athlete he led all our pre-season program as a captain so he's got leadership skills and Sam Derry been in Auckland he's come back a lot more mature too than when he left so that is another tough selection area for us but it's one that I'm really
2: excited about At halfback you've got two international halfbacks uh, former All Black Mitch Drummond consistent performer and then you've got Willie Hines coming back who's played for England uh, what's Willie brought back to this group and um, you know is he going to be pushing for a starting berth or is it going to be interchangeable there
5: Yeah well one thing with Willie that I've learned pretty quick is he's the ultimate competitor which I think's great, and, and, a, and a halfback and um, himself and probably really testing it out for that that, that number one or two mantra. But um, they've been having some great battles at training, and, and we're lucky enough to have one of the New Zealand Twenty Boys, uh, Joel Lamb, um, sort of coming in the side there as an apprentice as well. But he's um, he's all wide-eyed and learning lots off the guys. But no, I couldn't tell you which ones. Uh, number one and two at the moment, because at the moment, you, once you put one in front, the other one seems to take the other one over. So um, it's a little tough for us. But they both bring us a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of calmness, um, which are those big parts of the game we need.
2: OK, and just with uh, George Bridge, um, who looks like he's going to be with you for the full campaign, he's obviously had disappointment in that he's um, he's been... Uh, Demoted, I guess, down the the pecking order of, uh, of wings in the country. But is he is he hot to trot, and can we expect a uh, big season out of George Bridge?
5: Yeah, yeah. George is really excited to be back. We've had quite a few conversations around, you know, the, the struggles that, that, that he's gone through this year. And, and, and I'll give him credit; he's come out uh, the other side of it really, really well. Um, he's chewing it a bit to get out there. We kind of try to keep him on a bit of a tight leash for the last couple of weeks. Um, we're definitely going to live him up there and have a run around but he he's just wants to sort of get back into a play with a little of freedom and kind of the George Bridge that we all sort of saw on TV and, and showcasing their skill sets.
2: And just at Hooker, uh, you, you do have quite a bit of depth there. Um, so Brody McAllister, Shiloh Klein, these sort of players, George Bell, uh, the NZ under20s captain, captain, played really well last uh, last month for the for the national side. Do you see him as um, in, in getting a few chances uh, this season? Yeah, yeah, I do.
5: I think you, every, you've got to have at least three good hookers around there because I think ask them to go one hooker to play every game, most minutes, is, is not, not the norm anymore. So having three competent hookers, and, and George is a really explosive kid, and, and even seen him in last year, how much he's grown this year, he's he's loving it. Um, he's taking it all in his stride, and and I think there's a lot of special things with that kid. Shalos matured a lot through the super season and uh, understands the game a lot more this year. So it's amazing what an extra year uh, does for these players in a high-performance environment. So, and Brody's Brody, Brody's Brody, exceptionally talented, one of the leads of our team. Um, he's that guy Is well, I believe, just knocking on the door of their next, their next step up to uh, international duties.
1: Uh, Talk about young Corey Callow, um, obviously another promising loose forward. Uh, What do you want to see from him? What's the objective for Corey Callow in terms of his continual development?
5: Oh, that's a great question. For Corey, it's around... uh, He deserved his super space when he really got it uh, this year, and he played really well, and then through conversations with him, he's learned a massive amount. Um, For him, it's just around knowing his identity or what he wants to be he's got like some TC and um, Billy Harmon around him, two different types of players he has the same at super level as well but just around what's his point of difference and in, really in knowing that um, I know my opinion when what I see in him he's really physical, he's a great kid, loves to carry but I think he's got to have that point of difference and really got to um, hone it through the week um, he is exceptionally talented record
2: Yeah, I was going to um, ask you there, Marty. Just with the new format, um, do you do you like what they've done with it? It's been tweaked a bit. It's uh, it's uh, two tables, uh, one prize, uh, as opposed to uh, the old uh, two tables, two prizes. Uh, so you've just come in fresh, as it were. Um, do, uh, do you like the new NPC format? Yeah, I don't mind it. I've seen it the other
3: way for, for a number of
5: years, and, and when I was with sort of Lindsey, we were in that sort of championship side toiling away and and you'd knock over a few of those premiership teams and you always wondered how good you'd go in the whole comp, much like Hawks Bay were last year uh, and Taranaki. So everyone having a fair crack at it, I think it's um, going to give everyone an opportunity to make it really competitive. Not that it's not, but when you look at some of the games, any any given weekend, one team could knock over the other pretty easily.
1: Okay, we're going to have to let you go there, um, Marty. Uh, but just uh, before I do let you go, have you had to sort of smack the Auckland out of Sam Darry, Luke Romano? No more flat whites, no sort of high end fashion on you, market. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Not yet. No, no, they've been pretty good straight into their Swan Dries and jandles, so they'll
1: be right. <laughs> okay, so they're shifted right back in. Hey, look, uh, all the very, very best for this yeah. upcoming NPC season, Marty. And thank you for joining us on the program. Greatly appreciated. Uh, thanks for your time.
5: Cheers, mate.
1: Cheers. There you go, 29 and a half minutes after two. We are talking all things MPC. Right, uh, we're going to take a wee break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Auckland coach Alama Iremia. And we are talking the MPC. Our next guest is one of the finest touch players I've ever experienced. <laughs> I've got to say his hands lead him down on the odd occasion. Alama Iremia, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> good
6: afternoon. Good afternoon, listeners. Uh, nice
1: to be on. Yeah, you are a pretty <laughs> average touch player, though, aren't you, Alama? Or is it just the fact that the guys that are feeding you the ball are no good?
6: Oh, it's probably that old age, mate. That's probably the, the reason why. But, and what, uh, but all good. And what is
1: it with Mark Birtwistle and that angry attitude that he has? <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, it's supposed to be touch A, hey? not tackle, but uh, oh, well, uh, that's pretty
1: for you. <laughs> yeah, Mark Birtwistle, we're referring to the enforcer for Manu Samoa back there in the 1990s. Anyway, I'll throw this over to you, Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, g'day. Uh,
2: Alarm have you still got that step back from 94.
1: No, he hasn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: Surely you didn't bring me for all
1: that. But,
2: no, no, uh, but, we we, we yeah. certainly didn't, mate. No, uh, Auckland NPC, mate. No, firstly, how's uh, how's pre season going? You would have had a couple of uh, couple of games so far. No, no major injuries out of that.
3: Uh,
6: we we'll got we we'll got a few uh, bumps and bruises, but we had uh, our first pre season last weekend um, on Friday against Hawke's Bay down in Cambridge. Uh, so that went well. We won that one, and then we just had another um, our last pre season yesterday uh, against Counties and. Um, in Takanini and South Auckland, so um, we came through that as well, so uh, just a few bumps and bruises leading into the um, into the season, so we're pretty excited, obviously, uh, with the season around the corner.
2: So other than your All Blacks, you've got a full squad uh, uh, who are coming in tomorrow to prepare for uh, for the opening round?
6: Uh, we have a, a couple of uh, injury concerns, so um, we've got Tony Lutella who's out for the season, uh, just basically from Super Rugby, uh, he was contracted to us, and Boss team um, has got a bit of a knee strain at the moment, so um, and a couple of front rows uh, that we'll just we'll get some medicals on tomorrow. So um, at this stage, um, yeah, we're all uh, pretty excited um, to get into next week.
2: It's a big day uh, on Saturday, August sixth, triple header at Eden Park. So. Uh other than um, than uh, your game in the Battle of the Bridge against North Harbour, so you've got the Gallagher Shield final celebrating a hundred years of that um, great club competition, and the FPC, the Auckland Storm are playing as well. So uh, it's a big day out at Eden Park on Saturday.
6: Yeah, no, it is, it is, and it's great because uh, obviously with the season we had last year and, and what Auckland has gone through in the last um, in the last year or so, obviously well documented. So it's quite it's quite nice to, to have the stadium um, um, host all those games and. And for us, we're just really keen to get back into the season and start the NPC off. So um, it couldn't have started off on a better night with the traditional uh, battle of the bridge, and then obviously the, the celebration of the club uh, 100th year. So um, the club scene, uh, Gallagher Shield. So it's, uh, no, it's, it's pretty awesome, and uh, we, we, you know, we'll, uh, we'll build. We'll build our season through uh, next week, uh, our week, uh, sorry, and then uh, we'll definitely hit the occasion.
1: Yeah, uh, Lama, last year you played just the two games in the MPC before the season was pulled on you. Is is that how's that affected this team in regards to momentum and you building from year to year?
6: Yeah, obviously, um, you know, we, we started off OK against Canterbury and then, we, you know, we had that narrow loss in Tasman um and obviously, the uncertainty of, of having a season or not of a season. Um, it's sort of, you know, we, we, we sort of ended on a bit of a low last year, obviously. But coming coming back into this year, um, there's a little bit of um, unfinished business, and in, in some areas, it's also a, a quite a fresh uh, start for us. So um, we're, we're just really keen to, to get into the into the season. Um, we've had a really good build-up uh, with the Super Rugby boys coming back, um, with uh, you know, nice and fresh, and. We haven't had too many disruptions, and, and I think the the team bonding and, and, and building our momentum going into next week has been good. Um, but we certainly know that we have to go up a couple of notches uh, because North Harbour are, are, are a pretty pretty formidable side. I think um, you know they recruited well this year, and and we certainly are, are not taking them for lightly uh, taking them lightly.
2: Just with your coaching staff, uh, Alama, so Craig McGrath, Stephen Bates, uh, and you've got John O'Hickey in, um, Census Johnston, uh, particularly those two. Those last two I mentioned. I mean, what have they brought to the to the group so far? Uh, they're not probably hugely experienced coaches, but they've obviously got their strengths and what they do. Census will be doing the uh, the scrums and uh, Jono's skills, and probably looking at goal kicking as well. So have they been added value so far?
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I think to answer your question, Campbell, that what they've brought is is, is quite a fresh look into some of the areas of our game. Obviously, Census has, has had a European feel to his uh, his career, and he's been coaching up in in Europe, and he's, he's back home now. And, and Jono also, you know, looking after our attack and our backs around um, this season, different, uh, different lens on it as well. He's, he's, a, he's a player as well um, that's just come out and into the coaching. He's coached our eighth-grade uh, teams coming through. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a real good feel uh, amongst the coaching group this year, and obviously with Stephen Bates in the Fords and Craig McGrath with uh, Super Rugby Experience. Um, really comfortable where we're at around that, that scene. So um, pretty excited about the ideas that will were, were all sort of come through. And I suppose for us is, is really just getting aligned and, and making sure that we're, we're keeping things nice and simple moving forward into next week. I think that's really important for us. But very excited about the new uh, the, the new coaches uh, that we're quite at the moment.
2: And so with Jono, uh, will he be uh, giving goal-kicking tuition to his younger brother, Simon? <laughs> <laughs>
6: That that, will be a really good question. I think I'll leave that to the brothers and uh, they can argue amongst themselves. But um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, the Hickeys are are well-known in Auckland and and great, great uh, players and and also just, you know, great team men as well. So we're we're very excited and and lucky to have their experience with us.
2: Just your options at 10, um, you're going three deep there because you've got, as we mentioned, Simon Hickey, um, obviously Harry Plummer's your captain and Jock McKenzie. On that basis, do you... Uh, would you consider moving Harry Plummer to 12 on occasion?
6: Uh, yeah, that's also an option for us, uh, Campbell, as well. And, and obviously, Harry Plummer is our captain um, uh, as well, for, for your information. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're well covered there at first five. And, and we also have Zan, um Sullivan, who's our fullback, who can uh, potentially uh, look after first five as well if, if we need to go there. But I'm uh, pretty comfortable with our first fives at the moment there, um, especially with Simon Hickey getting some super rugby. Experience down in the Crusaders, and, and then obviously Jock, they doing for the Blues uh,
2: uh, this year. Who's your biggest loss from last year's uh, group? Because I know obviously Jonathan Ruru, the halfback, has gone to France. Uh, Scott Crafton, uh, Scott Scrafton, is going to Italy. Waimana Redling Akapa is also off to Japan. Uh, anyone that you you really think that's a that's a really tough loss?
6: Oh, I, I, I think you've just. You know, you mentioned those three, and, and the one thing, as we all know, is that uh, it, it's difficult to replace ex- experience. And and those three players were, were quite key for us in terms of scrapping um, around the forwards and the lineouts, and and also Johnson Ruru, who's, who's been um, as our halfback, and also you know helping out around our strategy. Uh, but then also Waimana, very you know, quite uh, a toiler, and he was he was quite good for the environment as well. But um, in saying that, you know, we've, we've got some pretty uh, good young players coming through and uh, through our development system and also um, we've had over the last uh, couple of years that uh, this is their time to shine so um, I, th- I think we're, we're pretty excited about what they can bring and the energy that we've already shown in the pre-season games.
1: Uh, Lama we saw in Super Rugby um, in that final we saw that Scott Robertson and the Crusaders had put a lot of emphasis on the Blues six seven weeks out from probably meeting them in that final how far ahead do you and your coaching staff look beyond say North Harbour are you looking at Canterbury down the line already and starting to plan for them or do you need to sit back watch wait and see how they play before you can realistically do that?
6: Yeah, I think that's uh, the later answer that you, you sort of mentioned there. You can't get too far ahead of yourself at the moment, and especially since we're at the start of the, of the season. Um, pre-season is only one, one option you can look at, but it, it's, it's really about the momentum that individual teams will have as they come through the season. So um, uh, definitely for us, we, we have a pretty um, complex uh, start to our season. We have our storm week straight after North Harbour, so... We're just focusing on North Harbour at the moment, and then um, and get through that because you know we've got uh, three games and seven or ten days, so it's pretty pretty full on for us.
1: What's the chance of Roger tuivasa shek playing for the Auckland this year?
6: Oh, I hope he gets an opportunity to <laughs> to play for us, but um, obviously he got he's got bigger fish to fry at the moment with the All Blacks. So uh, yeah, just in terms of those All Blacks, you know we're, we're always. Um, Here yeah, to support their their cause and, and they add value to us as well when they come down.
2: Just as far as um, coaching in a storm week, uh, Alama, you mentioned that Auckland has theirs pretty early, so you've got um, North Harbour, then Manawatu, and uh, and then Southland in, in quick succession there. So how do you how do you run it? I mean, is it is it just about running the guys lightly on the on the park, but you do detail off the field? How does an NPC coach uh, cope with a storm week?
6: Oh, I think it's a mixture of, of, of things. obviously, you've got to make sure that the squad you've got is enough to, to cover those uh, those three games. So injuries are are a major. Uh, making sure you get through that, and um, and and experience tells me through storm weeks, it's really about the simplicity that you have to you have to make sure uh, of what you're actually going into those games because you can only you can only prep so much, and it's really about mentally getting the players up and physically, which most importantly. You know, you've got to make sure that uh, you spread your squad across those three games uh, properly. So um, as I mentioned, we'll get through North Harbour. We, we, we do have plans um, versus uh, obviously Manurewa 2 on Wednesday and then Southland down in the in, Invercargill. So uh, the first thing is first, uh, get through North Harbour, have a look at the injuries, um, prepare uh, Manurewa 2 whether it's for the different players or whatever, um, we've just got to wait and see how we go through Harbour at this stage.
1: And um, just finally, um, is it better to have that storm week early on in this competition?
6: Uh, I think everyone needs to get through it, but um, as I mentioned, uh, the key point is, I suppose sometimes it's better to get through the, uh, the first part of the season because uh, there are not many injuries touch wood at this stage, but, um, but it, it certainly tests it, it does test teams and their depth and what they have in, uh, in mind for these three games in a row. So um, we'll take it. It is what it is, and we'll just uh, we'll plan planned accordingly. So, um, yeah, we'll do, touch when we we'll get through that.
1: Well, Alama, look, thank you for joining us on the programme. Look, all the very best for the upcoming season and all the very best against North Harbour next week at Eden Park.
6: Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Cheers, Cheers mate. Alama Itamia, the former All Black, former Manu Samoa representative, these days coach of the Auckland MPC side. It is 15 minutes away from three. Campbell Burns in studio with me. We are talking all things to do with the Bunnings MPC starting next week. Take a break. We'll come back. We do just want to quickly have a look at that Northland squad. Um, if you've got any thoughts, feel free to text us here on 8883. Uh, you can phone the programme on 0800 150
4: 811. In today's Voltaren Rapid 25 wrap-up...
1: Right, defending Commonwealth Games and Olympic champions, New Zealand have crashed out of gold medal contention at Birmingham in the women's sevens, stunned by arch-rivals Australia 17-12 in the semi-finals. Australia will face Fiji again for the gold medal, while New Zealand take on Canada for bronze after beating the North Americans 45-7 in their tournament opener. The news is better, however, for the all-black sevens, who have overwhelmingly beat Kenya 31 points to nil in the men's quarterfinals, but will face old rivals Fiji in the semi another gold medal rematch from four years ago.
4: Don't let back pain get in the way. Get fast relief with Voltaren Rapid 25. Read the label user-directed if symptoms persist, see your doctor. Incorrect use may be harmful. Do not
5: use if you have stomach ulcers. GSK Auckland.
1: Love my Voltaran, live on my Voltaran, I call it vitamin V. I do a lot of running these days, take a Voltaran at night every two or three days and uh, bang, feel bulletproof the next day anyway. Just thought I'd say that, it's a true story, I'm not making that up, I'm not getting paid to say it, true story. Anyway, nine minutes away from three, Campbell Burns, um, co-editor of the New Zealand Rugby Magazine, also um, tied up with the New Zealand Rugby Almanac, is my guest in studio. Uh, we ran a little bit of time, Campbell, between one and two, just uh, looking at the different MPC sites and we left. Mighty Northland out, the mighty Tunnies
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's an interesting one. They were the only championship side that didn't reach the semis last year because the other two were withdrawn. So uh, they're not coming from a uh, from a huge position. Uh, although the year before they did make the championship final, uh, they brought in a new coach to help George Connier, who's the head coach. Uh, Marty Veal uh, will look after defence. Uh, he did a great job over uh, with Rugby New York, I think, in the MLR. Um, so it's their change in the coaching setup. Uh, in the uh, as far as their gains, they've actually been quite active in the transfer market, and they've got uh, a couple of props and Jared Adams and Chris Apoa, a halfback Trent Harpe from uh, Hawke's Bay, a hooker Bruce Kawika Peterson from uh, from Wellington. Matt Madich has come back into the fold uh, at the, the loose forward. Best signing is Josh Morby from Southland. Nine tries for the Hurricanes this year. He'll play fullback for them. Uh, that's a great get. Uh, Offa Tunga Fuss he's joined the Tani Fizz. Um, and he may get the odd game for them as well. So uh, And Matt Moulds is back as uh, former hooker captain as well. So they've actually made some good signings there. They have lost uh, the likes of Scott Gregory. Jordan Olson's not available, um, and one or two others. But uh, they've done pretty well in the, in the recruitment stakes. Uh, Tom Robinson, who only had one game for them last year, will probably uh, be there for the full campaign. I love Tom Robinson. Should be an all black but he's probably going to feature for the entire Taniwa campaign and they'll be stoked with that. So uh, the other guy to look out for is the uh, young open side, Jonah Ma'o, um, who had a few games last year, but he's a player of huge promise. He's 24 now, did well at club rugby, and I think he's ready to to step up. So the Tunnies all in all, um, I think they'll get two or three wins this season, but they're in a very tough evens conference there, so I can't see them making the quarters, but they will knock off a couple of sides and have a couple of upsets.
1: Yeah, how much game time Rene Ranger?
2: Well, he's in the squad. Um he's played a bit for Wellsford um and I think he's coming up 36, but he could well be the uh be the starting center. Um I think he's now training the house down. I think he was doing um a drain lane apprenticeship, I believe, uh was Ranger, uh, but he's just been gold for them for, you know, close to 15 years. So, uh if he can Stay fit and perform. Uh we we, we know what Rennie Ranger can do. Mm,
1: you've already mentioned um Matt Madich. Uh, I think we've got a couple of other Manhattan Grammar boys in The good news of course, we've always got to throw Manhattan grammar into a rugby show. We can't do a show with me <laughs> and not include Manhattan Grammar School in there. That's just not part of the brand. Of course.
2: Yeah, no the, the <laughs> Josh Good will be uh, will be one of the locks. Matt Madich will probably be six or seven or off the bench and Jack Goodhue might have a couple of games, uh, given that he's uh, hasn't gone hasn't gone to South Africa with the All Blacks. So, love to see him
1: in the uh, in the Cambridge Blues. Mm. Okay, so look and just review then. If you had to pick your top four now, just going across the squads prior to the season starting, who are your top four? So, semi finalists,
2: uh, Hawks Bay and Waikato out of the odds and the evens. Uh, I'm going Canterbury and Taranaki.
1: Really, Canterbury Taranaki. So do,
2: Auckland Auckland and Tasman miss out, but that's going to be tough.
1: Okay. So what are finalists. your two finalists? Two finalists, Hawke's Bay and
2: Canterbury at McLean Park. On October twenty second. And I hope we get through
1: with COVID and everything else after last year, I hope we When you say we, that. are you a Hawks Bay boy? No, no, not at all. Are well, you just talking about we as in you hope the MPC gets through? Yeah, I
2: absolutely yeah. Because after last year and the last two years, I think it just needs a great run through and McLean Park final.
1: Now, over the next two hours, too, coming up between three and five, opportunity for two people to pick up two six-month subscriptions to Rugby News. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's um, Rugby News, as, as people know, is as a, as a monthly magazine. We do 10 or 11 uh, of those a year. Um, and we've also got a, uh, a Women's Rugby World Cup guide coming up uh, at the end of September leading into the Women's World Cup there. So, yep, get your hands on that and uh, some great reading. 100 pages uh, every month. Uh, rock, uh, it's uh, rugby, uh,
1: rock and roll, rugby fine art. There you go. I hey, like Campbell, lovely having you in studio. Thanks, mate. I've enjoyed it. No, yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Hopefully uh, everybody did enjoy the last two hours previewing the upcoming Bunnings MPC. Looking forward to that. It kicks off next week. It is four minutes away from three. After three o'clock, we'll change it up a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of cycling. We're going to talk the Wellington Phoenix. We'll talk some swimming, and we'll take some talk back on 0800